Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest hit the button. <laughs> hit the button. Buddy, whether I hit that button or not, you got to start talking. Oh, that's a good point. Good point. <laughs> hey, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. <laughs> good to see you today. Obviously, yes. I know. We've I, listened. Super glad to have some of this new equipment. Yes, it is very helpful. Yes. I think it's improving things. That that I'm and still, the coffee. I'm still learning. New equipment sounds so good. <laughs> I appreciate the sound engineer and the overtime he's putting in this week. Still, still learning. So I hope and it's, in, hope and, it's going in, well. and appreciating a smooth cup of coffee that always goes good with some Bible study and conversation Absolutely. with friends. Absolutely. So we're in Psalm 91. So put your coffee down and open your Bible and Bulp. read. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? Oh, okay. it's your turn to read. Yeah. So I've got the Bible here. I've got the New King James Version and Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and I will trust Him. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him, and with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Yesterday I made a claim. I obviously can't prove it. I don't know. The Masoretic text does not tell us, does not give any indication who wrote this. No heading. No heading. I admit that the Greek translators when they came to this psalm they attributed it to david yes and so i am leery going against that however i am really personally convinced that this psalm was written by moses okay and that that we've got the attribution in psalm 90 and it carries at least through this psalm there's another heading in psalm 92 uh, which doesn't actually give an author, but it, there is a heading. But I, I, re- I really think, I am personally convinced, we've got two psalms here by Moses that go together. Well, and that's so, exciting. So let me just make a little bit of a case for it. Yeah, make as, some connections. As I walk through this, I see all kinds of plague language, Okay, which takes me back. I mean, if it's not written by Moses, whoever wrote this was almost certainly channeling Moses. Thinking about the Exodus particularly? Thinking about the Exodus particularly, the time in the wilderness. And honestly, let's go back just to a comment we made last week because, you know, there is the attribution given to Moses on that one. And there are all kinds of scholars and students that say, well, of course, Moses 
didn't write it. Sure. But they're but the editors were wanting us to think in terms of Moses. I guess I'm gonna say, well, Psalm ninety one is most certainly at least trying to get us to think like Moses. Mm. And I wonder why those editors who wanted to give those kinds of attributions didn't just go ahead and say that if that's all they were doing when those yeah. headings got put there. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of a side point. So I am really convinced as we walk through this, all right, so look in verse three. Okay. In verse three, recognize that he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. That's plague language. Mm-hmm. In verses five and six, we find it again. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. Again, plague language. But notice also, not only do we have plague language, but there's also darkness and the night, which one of the plagues on Egypt during the time of Moses was the plague of darkness. So we Mm -hmm. certainly have that reminder. In verses 7 and 8, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. There's so many things in the time of those plagues that that applies. As as we move through, I can't remember now if it's like plague three or plague four, God starts to make a distinction between the land of Goshen and the rest of Egypt. Because all the Israelites were living in the land of Goshen. Where all the Israelites were in the land of Goshen. And so the the Israelites were protected from these plagues. And of course, especially when you have the hail that comes down and anybody Mm -hmm. who's out in the hail gets killed from the pestilence that destroyed the food, and yet Israel and Goshen would still have that. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, two big things, the Passover, where the Israelites were protected from the death of the firstborn. Mm -hmm. And then just think about there at the Red Sea, where Israel walked through the Red Sea and then turned around and with their eyes saw the recompense on the wicked as the waters come crashing down on the Egyptian army. They see a 1,000, they see 10,000 fall around them, but they survive and just witness the recompense. Wow. I look in verse 10, where once again, we have that plague language. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. Mm. And I I think about in Exodus, uh, what is it, 17, after they've crossed through the Red Sea and they're moving on and there are those bitter waters and and, uh, God heals the waters. And at that time, he even says, look, I am your healer. Mm. God, the the Lord, the healer is how he describes himself. And he says, look, if you guys follow me, you'll have none of those diseases that I put on Egypt. You won't have any of that. Again, it's this exact same idea that none of these plagues will come to your tent. If it's not written by Moses, it's somebody channeling Moses there at the Exodus. And then in verse 11, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. If you go over to Exodus chapter 23, In Exodus chapter 23 and verse 20, we hear what God said to Israel through Moses. Here's what God said, Exodus 23 and verse 20. Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Pay careful attention to him and obey his voice. Don't rebel against him, for he'll not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. Mm. So we got that connection to the name later in the psalm. If you carefully obey his voice and do all that I say, then I'll be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. He keeps going in verse 23. This is still Mm -hmm. Exodus 23. When my angel goes before you and brings you to the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I blot them out, 
You shall not bow down to their gods or serve them, nor do as they do, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their pillars in pieces. Here it is. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water and will take sickness away from you. None of you shall miscarry or be barren in your land. I fulfill the number of the days. And on he goes with with the the different promises of what will happen when they obey him. But notice it's about the angel of the Lord going before them to guard, guide, and protect them, just like we find here in Psalm 91. And then finally, I'm just going to say, when we get to what what you highlighted, God's response back in verse 14 through the end. I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, these six I will statements do not perfectly mirror the I will statements of Exodus chapter Mm 6. But I think we have to recognize that these I will statements are supposed to call to mind the I will statements of Exodus chapter 6. You, you think they rhyme. I, yes, yes, yes. We've got a thematic <laughs> rhyme going on here. Back in Exodus chapter 6, after, now remember, this is after Moses has gone to Pharaoh for the first time. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh has increased the, the workload of the Israelite slaves. And now the Israelites are all mad at Moses. And Moses like, why why'd you send me? Why'd you send me? Mm-hmm. And so here's God's response. He says, now you're going to get to see it. You're going to get to see now what I'm going to do. All right. And so let's see here. I'm going to start in verse six. Say, therefore, to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people. I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. And so that's that's what we have uh, there. I think, yeah. again, if this is not written by Moses, whoever wrote this was certainly relating, channeling, bringing all of this about the Exodus to mind. Here, when God is your dwelling place, it happens for you the way it happened for Israel when they were delivered from Egypt. Well, and I appreciate, too, uh, in verse 14 of our psalm, Psalm 91, verse 14, I will set him on high because he has known my name. Mm -hmm. And it is the name of God that is revealed through Moses to the people. Sure. Right? Yahweh. Yeah. And who shall I say sent me? Yahweh. And you do a, a, a lot of teaching about the name of God revealed through Moses. But isn't that also... Yahweh, back up in verse 2, I will say of the Lord yes. that he is my refuge and he is my fortress. So you have a calling on the covenant oh, yeah. name that is revealed initially from Moses to the people. And I know Yahweh's all over the Psalms, but just to kind of go with this whole Exodus theme, that's where we find that information as well. Well, it is all over the Psalms. However, here in Psalm 91, notice the progression in verse 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. Yeah. Elyon. Mm-hmm. Here's a name given to God. He is the Most High. Mm-hmm. All right. Then will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. That's Shaddai. Mm-hmm. We'll do, and that's actually only found one other place in the Psalm, Psalm 68 and verse 14. But then we move, so we move from Most High to Almighty, and then we build up. It's like a crescendo of who mm. Israel is talking to. Yes. Not just Most High. Okay, not just the God of Abraham and Melchizedek, God Most High, not just Almighty, but Yahweh, the Lord, the covenant God of Israel, who revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush, who told him his name and said, you're about to really find out what my name means. 
And when does that happen? That happens through the plagues, yeah. through the Red Sea, through Sinai, through the deliverance. They discover what Yahweh, the self-existent God, who is the covenant God of Israel, what that really means. One of the things that impresses upon me, and I, I appreciate these connections to the plagues a lot, how important these plagues were to the Israelites. Oh, yeah. How much they needed to be reminded again and again that God had really birthed them as a nation and what their heritage, their covenant, all of it goes back to this Exodus event. Yes. And how easy it is to forget. Well, for them, the Exodus was very much like for us, the crucifixion and resurrection. That's what I'm thinking. God has provided for us memorials that are supposed to always take our mind back to Jesus on the cross, Jesus buried, Jesus resurrected. Well, I think about the communion that way, yes. the Lord's Supper, and how when the Lord uh, not only, uh, we say, instituted it, but creates it, it's recorded for us in the gospel. But we see how the New Testament church was meeting weekly, assembling on the first day, and that they were breaking bread. They were having the Lord's Supper. It was a weekly reminder, a weekly of remembrance. As the crucifixion and the resurrection is the defining event in history for Christians, mm -hmm. the Exodus was the defining event for Israelites for Jews. Mm -hmm. The Exodus was the thing that they look back to say, all right, I know God loves us. I know our God loves us because I remember what he did in, in Egypt. And if he did that in Egypt, if he did that in Egypt after we had gone into sin, if he did that in Egypt, if he did that with the 10 plagues, if he did that with the Red Sea, if he right. did that at Sinai, I know God loves me. I know God loves my nation. I know God is going to be with us. I'm going to hang on to him. That's what yeah. the Exodus was supposed to demonstrate. And that's what Psalm 91 is bringing up. It's not trying to give us a Pollyannish naivety that says everything's just going to always be okay, but it is a reminder that God makes a distinction between his people and his adversaries. Amen. And I want to be on his side. He will deliver me. That is what we want. Thank you so much for joining us for Text Talk today. And, of course, we'd like to hear what you're learning as you're reading along in God's Word. You can send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. And we look forward to having another conversation with you tomorrow. Edwin, would you lead us in prayer? Holy God, thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being merciful and compassionate, for being slow to anger, for abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Thank you for forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and thank you for not clearing the guilty. Thank you for being the God that you are, the God that delivered Israel from bondage, the God that patiently worked with them again and again and again, the God who judged them when they would not follow you, and the God who put them into captivity but the God who through them brought Jesus Christ into the world, and he is the one we remember, his death, his burial, and resurrection. Thank you for being that God. Thank you for being our God. And it is through your son Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.